this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm not at all a fake out. I'm not a fake out at all, and I'm Evan. Uh, this podcast has an explicit tag, so what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, and I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We are currently covering I'm Not Okay With This from uh, from the Netflix, the, the last two episodes. But before we get into that, I have a bit. Andy has a bit this week. I'm so excited. What's the bit? Okay. What is your favorite love song? There was like a really good like dancing moment in the show. And I don't remember the name of the song, but it's like classic. Like, "Mm, I want to dance with uh, with my loved one, with my paramour to this song. Sure. Uh, so I was I was thinking about like good 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 love songs. What's so what's your favorite? Gosh, ooh! If you could dance at your wedding right now, what song would you pick? I I always thought that like we had a lullaby CD growing up that was very reminiscent of eighty power ballads. Mm. Um, and very recently I found out that. My mom would just play Open Arms by Journey for us as we were falling asleep. <laughs> and so when I hear that That's song, dope. I'm like, when I hear this song, I'm like, oh, this sounds just like our, I've like searched like the, the, the cassette tape databases and stuff like that for like what this cassette tape could be, like what this uh, very, very intense, but like sultry um, song could be. And I just like couple weeks ago was like yeah what was that she's like oh it was just i love that song it's open arms by journey like why would i play anything i was like that's fair that's legitimate um that being said like that vibe of song like there's something about that song and um the song that i I think i would pick is uh kiss from a rose by seal um they just have that really good like it's almost like flu like I want to like, punch someone in the face to that song, which is basically like wanting to dance with someone. <laughs> it's passion. It's passion in different ways, I suppose. All powerful um, emotions are the same, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just with different Instagram filters. I, w- I would say uh, kiss from a There's rose. There's that moment where it, like it, the needle like dro- it drops. Yeah. And like right there, I just want to want to cold clock someone. Baby, I could offer you a kiss. Yeah, it's it's and then just start is, making out with them. It's mm. an excellent song. That gets everybody fired up. Gets everybody going. You ready, babe? Uh, I'm trying to think. I have one ready. I can I can stall for you. Yeah, I'm not like a music person. I, know. I don't have I a knew, good answer. Ready <laughs> I knew this question. would be tricky for you. <laughs> <sighs> So I've never had I've never had a song like with a with a significant other. So I can't even I can't even fall back on that. So I have I have one and it is my it is my Evan song. And Mm. I have made the case for us dancing to this at our wedding and he has shot it down. 
but I'm going to talk about it here. And this isn't me making a secondary case for it for our wedding. I just want the listeners to know that this is just me talking about how much I love this song. Uh, It is by Levi Weaver. And the title is we're tornadoes when we dance. And it starts off with him talking about how he like intrinsically knows that all emotions come from the same place and are just like chemical reactions in his brain. But for, you know, an unscientific reason, the emotion he feels, this love that he feels for his significant other is beyond comprehension. And it the the song like slowly starts to build as he's describing like their relationship, like winds blowing and like natural phenomena happening. And then like as the song climaxes, uh, he and his partner are tornadoes as they dance. And um, their relationship is this all inspiring force of nature. It is not a normal thing. It is not a casual thing. It is uh destructive and beautiful and huge and mighty and uh and like natural in its in its beauty and it fucking gets me every single time i also love that it is not gendered in any way which is really really rare for love songs Mm -hmm. like pretty much all love songs are uh very hetero or like there's some more sapphic love songs like going mainstream, but th- I, I don't know like any really good songs about dudes singing about dudes, but, uh, this great Levi Weaver song, he does not mention the gender of his partner at all, which gets bonus points. So if, if you were to dance to this song at your wedding, would you, would you like choreograph it so that towards the end of it, you just kind of like break from each other and like put your arms out wide and just like spin around the dance floor. Like you're like, you're a tornado. It wouldn't fit the song at all, but I think we'd just start moshing. We'd just start like, Mm. like throwing, throwing bows and like the wedding party would like spin out around us and just start like pushing Mm -hmm. everyone. And it's so hard. Yeah. 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 Just so good. Mm. I, I mean, I know my, this isn't. I know your wedding's not a democracy, but it sounds like you got two votes in this in this room. Um, my, uh, I I don't dislike that song. My argument against it is that it, uh, it sounds like a bummer. I know that the subject matter is happy, but just like the 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 rhythm of the song itself and like the tone of it. Just sound kind of sad. I don't really listen to happy music, and Levi Weaver is sad about everything, and that's kind of why I love him. Yeah, so, but I feel like a wedding song should be like a really like joyful, up tempo song. You know, I don't. I mean, it could it could just be that I don't listen to a lot of music either. But this is like the one relationship song where I'm just like, mm, this is Evan and I. Look at us. Look at our wind. I feel like. Most wedding songs are very, like, subdued, at least. You know, you're not, like, doing the Charleston or anything to your first dance. Well, um, I, I want it to be a happy song. I, I'm going to be happy. Well, happiness is what I listen to. I, I listen to it and I think of you. So it makes me happy. But we will pick a happier sounding song. This is a good time to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah right on our podcast yep. with all of our our... 
listeners, our we, intimate, valued listeners. How the fuck are we going to grift if we don't build those parasocial relationships? <laughs> they got to feel like they know us so we can get their money. Speaking Evan, of which, we have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. <laughs> Patreon slash WTM become Radio. A, become a patron and you can come to our wedding. That's not true. That's not a legally binding statement. But become a, become a patron and you can come to our wedding. Yeah, if don't. our Patreon gets $100 per month, I'll let you guys pick our wedding song. No, I think that's a bad. No. I think that's a bad idea. This is not a legally binding statement. TMTMTM asterisk. If, if asterisk. we get if we get a hundred Patre- hundred dollars in Patreon, I'll uh, I'll let you guys pick our wedding. Footnote. Song. Footnote. Footnote. I'll let you guys pick a song that I will put a valiant effort into trying to get Evan to agree to. <laughs> that's going so well so far. So. Look, I, I I'm. As I keep saying, I don't know that much about music. It would probably pre- be pretty easy to sell me on a song as long as I heard it and went, Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I like that. As, as someone who has been trying to sell you on a song, it's not going so well, <laughs> but that's fine. Marriage is a, is a, is a, is a give and take what, so, or so, something. So then, so then what, what is yours, Evan? Is it simple and clean? Is it the theme from Inuasha? Oh, what's, what's your, what's your go-to? Ronnie, you're really roasting me for that anime <laughs> soundtrack comment I made like three episodes ago. <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck Ronnie was talking about. I thought yeah. that was a Catholic thing again. No, it's a, that's an anime in, like, well, I think it's from Final Fantasy, actually. Simple or, and clean is Kingdom Hearts, which is oh, even worse. Oh, yeah. Adjacent. I was close. Yeah. Um, Alex Flanagan just like shot their head up like a meerkat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my pick for this this bit, I don't even know if it counts because I think it's actually a breakup song, but uh, I, I'm going to pick uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Oh, that's yeah. another one in that same vibe banger. of like Kiss from the Rose, or Open Arms, like. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a, it It is impossible to not listen to that the rest of the way if it comes on the radio and you've pulled into the gas station. This is the song you want to dance with? No. I, I said a song where you could dance with your, your paramour with. Well, I mean, maybe not at a wedding. Not but at in a like wedding. A, in well, a, sure. In a Sydney, like in uh, a gothic kind of situation. In a gothic cathedral, like in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> it's all got to come back to the Catholic Church. If we're doing breakup songs... It's a good song. You know what? You've heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All-American Boy by Steve Grand uh, just, like, fucking, fucking hits me every time. That music video is so good. And it's just, like, being... That that feeling of being gay and totally, like, having the feels for one of your bros. But, like, you know you can't make it weird. But also, like their girlfriend doesn't appreciate him and like, God, you would worship his abs if he gave you a chance. Mm. It's a good song. Go watch the music video. I would go with, uh, uh, all American girl. Is that what it's called? That's American girl dolls. No, 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 it's, it's, I'm trying to think of the full title. It's, It's Mitski. Um, it's, it's your best, your best American girl. Uh, which is just about, uh, you know, not living up to a, uh, white ethnocentric culture of dating when you are a person of color. Um, at least that's how I interpret it. 
but it's very good and it has that that punch you in the face moment that where the needle drops just like kiss from a rose bon jovi's got some good power ballads mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're all journey journey is just journey is excellent um bon jovi journey Rod Stewart, maybe journey's, that's a little journey's sultry. greatest hits is one of the only CDs I've ever owned. I sort of came go. into possession of it by accident, but I album. listen to it all the time. Listen to that one song from Tron all the time. <laughs> it's what a great song, song. What song from Tron? Uh, Separate Ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. A uh, great music video, too, that like totally glammed up like 80s bad bitch is just like walking through alleys. Mm. Looks like we'll have to create a playlist on Spotify. They're not playing. All these they're not hits. playing the instruments. They're just miming playing the instruments. It's fucking great. It's fucking good. Uh, let's talk about this show. Let's talk about this show. Let's talk about we the watched show. two whole episodes. You know, I gotta ask. Well, first, don't hey, we? Hey, Ronnie. I think, first, did it work? I think first. I think first. Let me. Let me. Uh, Andy, let me pull you aside. First, we usually let Evan talk about the show. And discuss that, like synopsize it. Um, oh, I don't. I don't. That's my only job. I, I don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, I mean, listen, 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 listen. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I've been roasting yeah. Evan too hard. Yeah, I can't go further on this. Coach, coach, what's up? <laughs> just, just, just keep it. Keep your head down. Just uh, follow, follow the play. Just follow, follow the okay, play okay. out there. Actually, I'm going to call an audible. Oh, real quick. Fucking sports terms. Am I right? Yeah. What sport are we before... playing? If you're calling an audible, Andy, I don't... that's a, that's a, that's a football. It's when that you don't is? listen okay, to the QB, okay. right? Yeah. Or yeah, you're the yeah. QB and you change the play on the fly. Yeah. Anyway, listen, um, listen to you. you said about four words in there that I just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, before Evan does the recap, I want to make a special note and this is rare on ending pending, but we're going to spoil the shit out of the finale of this show and it's a banger. Yeah. It's a real banger. This show went so goddamn hard and you should go watch it. You should pause ending pending right now. We already got the download. So, you know, you don't need to listen. Analytics are in baby. Pause the episode. Delete this episode. Download it again. again. Yeah. (laughs) But genuinely you should watch these two yeah. episodes you should you I, should i mean i'm I, someone I who, who who for 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 general doesn't care about spoilers you should watch these two episodes before you hear us talk about them it's around three and a half hours of content like you should just watch the From whole start thing to finish yeah yeah, um, yeah. this whole you, show if, if you just wanted to show, burn through the last two episodes right now like that that i i think you you'd be fine this whole show is shorter than the snyder cut like this entire, all Ooh. the episodes of this show put together are shorter than the long this film. Is a you know the one. F- such a better film than the Snyder Cut. Yeah, this is much more worth your I time. Haven't, I haven't watched it. I have not watched the uh, the short film or the long film. I haven't watched either of them. But, um, Justice League, the short film. Yeah, yeah, the short film, the 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 film that shall not be named. That's short uh, film. <laughs> um. Yeah, Evan's watch this league, the short film. Evan's gonna recap now. Yeah, it's it's a wild ride. This show is worth your fucking time. Yeah, if if ending pending is worth anything to you, you should go watch this show. It's a really good show. All right, babe, take it away. 
All right. Uh, last two episodes entitled Like Father, Like Daughter and Deepest, Darkest Secret. Uh, you will recall from last time, uh, they were all in detention, Sydney and Stan and Dina and Brad. Is his name Brad? He looks like a Brad. He's a his Brad. He is. His name is Brad. OK, good. It's, that's just not just me. Um, they were all in detention. Sydney blew up some stuff. They had to get the tape back. Um, so at the beginning of this episode, she's obsessively watching the tape, trying to find this figure she keeps thinking she's seeing this this figure who she thought she saw in the library and who she is convinced was making the lights flicker. Um, the tension between Sydney and Brad escalates when she goes back to school the next day. Brad like fully blames her for Sydney breaking or for Dina breaking up with him. He blames Sydney for Dina breaking up with him, which um like it's Sydney's fault that Dina knew that he cheated, but it's his fault for cheating. Um so, also it's still her decision to dump him. Yeah. yeah. Well anyway, yeah. That, not the point. Uh the point is uh Brad is um at Sydney's throat and Sydney has a, another minor psychic episode and bangs open some lockers. Um, Liam, Sydney's younger brother gets beat up by the bully at his school. Uh, the bully that Sydney tried to confront several episodes ago and Liam blames her for it. Sydney talks to her counselor. Uh, she tries to like, sort of open up and be vulnerable with her counselor and her counselor is like very dismissive and just doesn't get it. And it's just like, Oh, grief is very complicated to deal with. You know, you're seeing the, these, uh, these specters, these hallucinations you're seeing are just a, uh, a way for you to process your grief about your dad, which granted and- if, if like in a normal world, these probably would be hallucinations. I think that the counselor is, is, doing their best and just, you know, is clearly not like a licensed therapist, but is doing their best. I don't think, I think that, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think the therapist has bad intentions. It doesn't seem like the therapist is really listening to her though, because Uh, uh, we, we, we have like come out hard against the shitty adults on this show. And I don't think that this person is like in that category. Um, but it's just, yeah, does not, does not meet Sydney where Sydney needs someone to meet her. Yeah, yeah. The school counselor keeps relating it to her own experience of, like, her sister dying or something like that and just really, like, goes on and on and on and on and on about her. So I think she's, like, trying to be helpful. But anyway, the point is, like, Sydney is not getting any, like, not getting the help she needs from this school counselor. And, um, she goes home and she goes down in the basement, which is where her father had uh, taking his own life and she like busts open a, uh, a box of his stuff and her mom comes down and like talks to her about her father. And, um, she uses this language to talk about him that like language that people very commonly use to describe like anger issues or PTSD. She describes, him explaining that like he has this force in him that he can't control and it's overwhelming him and like it's hurting everyone around him and it it's like we and we the audience and Sydney 
realize immediately that like Sydney's dad also had psychic powers. Uh, Sydney's mom does not realize this because they do this very good thing where they, like we've been saying the whole time, it's a metaphor. She couches it in all this language that we typically use to like describe uh, like anger issues or whatever. But like Sydney immediately realizes that her dad literally had psychic powers and was trying to articulate them. And uh, he like killed a bunch of people by accident in, I think it was Vietnam, which doesn't seem to line up a hundred percent with the timeline, but I just assumed it was Iraq. Oh, did they say it was Vietnam? I don't know. The, the photos looked really, really old in that thing. Like that bullet case thing. It might, I don't, I don't know. I, I, for some reason got the impression it was Vietnam. They did not specifically say the timeline of the show is very ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good, which is, which is not a, which is not a bad thing. I don't, yeah, that's not a critique. We've, we've talked about this before. Anyway, uh, he killed a bunch of people by accident in like a combat scenario and like carried that with him forever and could not deal with his, uh, like, psychic powers slash emotional issues and this is clearly like a parallel to what sydney is going through right now uh and then she goes to write about it in her diary and finds that her diary is missing um episode seven uh sydney uh spirals into a deep denial decides that she is just gonna be positive about everything Everything's going to be fine. She's just going to pretend to be happy all the time. She's not going to care about anything and she'll then never get angry and then never uh, accidentally kill anybody. Um, Dean and Sydney decide to go to homecoming together. They uh, they get all like dressed up uh, Dina more elegantly than Sydney, but Sydney's trying her best and it's really like Sydney going out of her comfort zone. And she has kind of a like a heart to heart with her mom as she's like getting ready to go to homecoming. And it's clear that their like relationship is not fixed, but it does seem like they're, they're making progress towards like understanding each other. Um, so Sydney and Dina are at homecoming. Uh, Stan also shows up. He had like a minor confrontation with his dad earlier as he was leaving the house uh, where his dad was like, yeah, I was on the football team. I was great. High school was awesome. Best time of my life. And Stan says, how'd that turn out for you? Um, Which is nice to see him standing up to his dad, who's obviously shitty. Um, So. Sydney and Dina are having a great time at homecoming. Uh, Stan turns up, they include him, uh, they're, like, it's clearly Sydney and Dina having, like, a lot of bonding, but, like, they don't leave Stan out in the cold, uh, even though he's clearly in love with Sydney. Uh, Dina brings up the time that they kissed at the party that one time, and Sydney's embarrassed about it, and Dina kind of implies that, like, She might have been into it after all and has been thinking about it a lot. And uh, just as it seems like they're going to have a real good, real good lesbian moment, uh, Brad shows up uh, clearly like drunk or high or something 
He's got Sydney's diary. Mm-hmm. He starts loudly proclaiming to everyone uh, that she's a lesbian and she's got all these humiliating personal issues mm-hmm. and he seems to he he seems to be about to say that she's like a lunatic who's convinced that she has superpowers or whatever mm-hmm. uh and then uh, sydney's brain powers make his head explode his head e- <laughs> yeah it's very graphic his whole head just explodes uh did not see it coming yeah it was a it was a lot um, I I did see it coming, but I like I'm so I'm still so shocked they did it. I I did think that she was perhaps in the lead up running around wearing parts of uh is his name Brad or Chad Brad 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 guts, but um I didn't think it would be that graphic. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I didn't think he would necessarily be dead. I mean, she was covered in a lot of blood, but like, you know, when um, didn't I'll, I'll let, that. get fi- finished. Finish the synopsis, Evan. Uh, yeah. So, understandably, everyone panics and freaks out and runs, and uh, Sydney runs off alone down the street, and uh, she's she is on like a uh, a bridge or some something some kind of structure. Uh we're not sure what she's going to do, but uh a mysterious man comes up behind her and reveals himself to her and she has a look on her face that I interpreted as recognition and uh and then the show ends and that's the end of the show and that's all. That's all that there is. It's all there is. It's all there ever will be. Um, I mean, we we've we've painted painted out exactly how we feel. We watched these two episodes. Andy, is this is this show work? It's really good. This show really really good. It's really really good. Hey, Evan, this this show, these two episodes, mm-hmm. did they work? Oh yeah. Um. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Uh, did the episodes did they work? They did the episodes work. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, Holy it really shit. like the situation. That last episode made me so genuinely upset. Like there have been many shows where I've been disappointed that we don't have more. But I was like angry when the show ended. Mm-hmm. I was like, this was, this shit was about to pop off. Like that, we were about to launch into a whole other stratosphere of what's happened to Sydney. Like this, this was such a like a, an escalation in what's going on in this show, and i i need I need to see what's going on. Yeah, there was some very like you're coming to Krakoa. Like, yeah. come join the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants with yeah. me, Magneto, energy to that ending, and it was fucking dope. It it is it is it is amazing. I'm I, I I was trying to figure it out. I don't feel like everything sucks was a complete story. I don't yeah. know that this is a complete story. Like like this feels like the prequel that comes out several years later. Like this feels like an origin story. It's probably the best origin story I've ever seen. 
mm-hmm. but I don't I I I don't know. It's 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 good. It is so so worth your time. It is so good. Um but like being left in that cliffhanger, I don't I don't know if it's a if it's a full experience. Yeah, I I agree. I don't feel like we got any resolutions and that's like it's obviously not the show's fault. I think no. it's clear that they plan to have a second season and then COVID uh happened and anyway, here we are. Um but and let me let me let me clarify. I am glad that they ended the season where they did. That was mm-hmm. a that was a season. I don't think that this that it would have been made better by making it like an eight, nine, ten episode season. Um, it was the perfect season. I just don't know that it was a complete story. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was man. Can this is the sort of thing that uh really would have generated a lot of buzz if it had been released in the traditional TV format. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like where where we had to then. I know that like we're in an indefinite waiting period now, maybe a forever <laughs> waiting period. But um yeah, if you if this was a traditional like syndicated TV show where you had to like wait 6 months between seasons, like this would have this would have been a, a TV event. This was so so wild, like just mind-blowing stuff literally and figuratively. That I was gonna say that earlier. That is the moment where I, or I kind of felt the foreshadowing hard, where um, Brad and his friend—I forget his name—are like drinking on the back of a pickup truck, talking about like what they're gonna do at homecoming, and Brad's like, "Oh, it's gonna be mind blowing," and like in my head, I was like, "Is she go?" Like I literally thought, "Like is she gonna explode his head?" Um. But yeah. then I was like, well, it, this is probably him planning out his like carry pig blood moment. Like this is mm. it's and and it, it 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 wasn't it was it was the mind blowing thing. It I, was so much. It was really graphic. I will say I do still believe if Netflix wanted to, they could revive this like the high school storyline. I really do feel like is concluded here. Like, yeah. like Sid left off in a really ambiguous but positive place uh, with uh, Dina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Brad is now fucking dead. Uh, things with. Um, oh, my God. Stan. It's a bad, Stan. Thank you. Things with her and Stan are in a really positive place. And it looked like Stan was going to go and like try and grab the journal for her and cover it up. Things with her mom and brother were in like a really like moving in a positive direction and kind of feel like there was some, you know, ambiguous closure there potentially. So this show could be like, all right, time jump. It's been two years now. Like, let's quickly catch up with all these characters. And now they're all coming back together again. I Honestly, I, I would be totally fine if if. <laughs> We brought back the same actors and they looked a little older. I can I can ignore that. It's really well, that fine. Too, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they could they could really like cover a time jump here. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we already got some montages of like Sydney and Stan trying to figure out their powers. We don't need to see like her being trained by this, like whoever this is. Like, you know, I think we 
It's I your dad, think, right? It sounds like it's you too, Evan, think it must be, their, must be her dad. Um, I, I'm not convinced. It's, I mean, it might not be. I, I wouldn't be, like, mad if it wasn't. It could be some sort of mysterious mentor figure. A suicide uh, is real hard to fake. Like, if it's, like, if he had thrown himself, like, not to get graphically discussing suicide, but, like, it seemed like he killed himself in the basement. And so, like, the body's there. So that, to me, is really hard to fake where, like, there are other versions of suicide that are maybe, like, easier to, like, fake your death and run away. I don't Um, know that I think it's her alive dad is what I'll say. And, uh, oh, well, that's interesting. I was going to say in the comic, it's uh, I read that it's alluded to that she helped her dad commit suicide, which also seems like a a pretty hard. There's a comic. Yeah. Apparently it's real different. I heard it's good, though. I don't know. Maybe, um, I, maybe I heard, got bad info, but I heard it's good. I, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. I just know that the ending is very different. Still gay, in case you're, oh, well, that's in case good. you're scared. Yeah, oh, I might need gay. to read it. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first thought when we were seeing the Shadow Dude was like, oh, that's definitely her dad following her. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I got less convinced as the show went on. And now I'm like, I don't know if it is or not. That fucking final line, though, of let's begin. Yeah. God. So, mm, yeah. Explode everyone's heads. Go get, uh, go get, maybe some, some, some higher up on Amazon or your mother. I didn't say anything. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's, there's. I feel like there are other things to talk about besides just that last moments of episode, but like, I mean, there's a ton, there's a ton to talk about. Like, yeah, all the stuff with Dean and Sid was like real cute Mm -hmm. and like, you're just rooting for it to go well. And you kind of know that it's not going to on the bleachers. Um, Dina's like, I'm so over guys right now. And Sydney gets this big smile and goes, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um all of the all of the stuff with Sid like trying to make a conscious decision to not be her dad. Yeah. And like I'm going to be positive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a positive expression on life and I'm going to do all of the right things. And I'm going to be really conscious to try and like repair relationships in my life that are damaged and it still all goes to shit. It's just rough. It's 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 such a fucking roller coaster that last episode, because like yeah. even though you know that it's faked, you like like she gets like good things happen to her because she's like all cheery, like her brother forgives her and like she like actually has like a sweet moment with her mom. And and Dina's like, yeah, I think maybe like. I, I didn't hate it and like let's dance and stuff and it's just like this like ratcheting up of like I have my notes of like this is like she decided to be happy and now she's actually happy like this this doesn't happen and then I see Brad pop up and I'm like oh fuck well here this goes Fucking and then I have Brad. like I have some Brad notes here about Brad everything I have some notes about Brad that we'll get into a minute about him like maybe not I don't know um and then and then it's just what the fuck? What the fuck? Holy shit. They didn't fake us out. Well, 
holy shit. Like, what the... Yeah. Like, she, she mentions in this episode when um, her brother gets beat up for what she said to the, the bully. And I think that she has said it earlier, too, in the season. Um, like, worst day ever. Like, she keeps, like, harp... Like, every day is the worst day ever. Which, like, granted, like, she's going through a lot. And, like, every new day with these powers is the new worst day ever. And then this happens at the end. And it's, like, so... Holy shit. Like. Ugh. I think we've all been in that place where we're like, nope, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna force everything to be okay. If I just keep pretending like everything's okay, Mm -hmm. everything's gonna be fine. I'm just gonna carry on. I'm gonna fucking make breakfast. I'm just gonna keep like, that's a hashtag mood. We all knew that was going to break bad. <laughs> mm. Mm. And it's like, I'm just going to talk this out. Cause I don't really understand like what, what it fully means. But like, there was like a moment in the, the, you know, breakfast club episode where I was like, you know, like Brad is like, not great but like he's trying to like you know mend fences or whatever even though everything's been his fault and then the end of that episode is like oh no he's he's the the worst person alive he's gonna be terrible toxic male classic bully um and so there's this like this push and pull of like what we talked about with everything sucks where like the villains the antagonists of the beginning of the show are so complex and so you know, unique because they're not just like the jock who like hates you because you're different. Like, and that's all that Brad is. And he's just like, so stereotypically like evil, toxic male. And then all he does is like interrupt a special moment and give this exposition to the other characters in the show. Like it's, it's not, it's not even formulaic. It's just like very rote. It's very like, boring almost of a villain even though like it works i hate him very much and then like this happens and it's like i was not attached to brad like i think that's why it it, like is so impactful because it's not like we're like no brad died like there was hope for that character we're like holy shit brad died that's great but holy shit what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck Brad, I would argue, is almost a non-character. Brad yeah. is more a a vehicle. He's he is a um he is a tool to carry on the Brad's a plot device. Sure. Uh he's which Brad is walking I, and conflict. Yeah, that and that's not a that's not a critique. I think he's used very effectively in that way. But it's not important that he be a character or that we care about yeah. him because what we really care about is Sydney grappling with this power that she has and like right. this anger because that like that and what she's coping with with her parents like specifically her her father's suicide and her mother's inability to cope with it like that's that's the real conflict like mm-hmm. the there brad is not the villain so much as he is like the manifestation of the shit that sydney doesn't want to deal with right. 
Well, I there's, have Brad there's, thoughts. Okay. There's the home villains that are there, and then there's the school villains, and Brad fills that role for school. Like, no matter where mm-hmm. she goes, she is confronted by an antagonist. Like, which, and, and you know, as, as complex as her mom is, Brad is not at all. Uh, but go ahead, Andy. Um, when Brad first showed up, I really liked the idea of him being a bit of a douchebag, but like kind of being a good dude and Sid would have to like learn to kind of put aside preconceived notions of like who is and is not like unlikable and like, oh, he's a jock. So and like he's a bit of a prick, so I don't like him. But like, oh, no, actually, like there's layers. There's no layers to Brad. Brad sucks. Um, it is, you know, pretty, pretty well and truly revealed that Brad sucks in the Breakfast Club episode. Mm. When I first watched the finale, my initial reaction to Brad being pretty brutally murdered, uh, was that he did not deserve that. And kind of grappling with, I really like Sydney, but Sydney has done something that is truly horrible to someone who, while not a good person, didn't deserve to have his head exploded. Um, and I kind of grappled more with like, who is Brad and what does he represent and why are we supposed to be okay with Sydney exploding his brain? Mm-hmm. I don't think that we are supposed to be okay with Sydney exploding. I his don't brain. know if we are either. Clearly Sydney's not thing. okay I with it. I am it's, very okay with it. <laughs> it. I think it is meant to make us uncomfortable and to question yeah. like where Sydney is going. Clearly she's about to join a very mysterious figure. And I think we're supposed to like, feel uncomfortable about like, is she going to the dark side or something? But the more I thought about like Brad and his interactions with Sydney and uh, Dina, I think like Brad's hostility towards Sydney slowly begins when it's revealed that he was cheating on Dina. It does not, get scary until he finds out that Sydney is queer Mm. and that Sydney kissed Dina. And even though Brad has been cheating on Dina, Sydney kissing Dina is unbearable to him that someone would, you know, treat him the way that he treats women, you know, cheat on the person I'm dating kind of thing. And then just like the entitlement of like, he walks up on stage, he's drunk, he's underage, he's just, like, flaunting that. He's wearing his letterman jacket. Yeah, uh, He grabs the microphone. The spotlight is on him, and he is dragging out all of Sydney's sins, which, like, he's done way worse. Like, we already know that he's done way worse. But, um, yeah, I think, like, in that moment, he kind of manifested the patriarchy in a really big way. And, like, mm-hmm. not to throw the P word around, but, like... Uh, yeah, I'm very okay. Like, at first I was not, but I'm very okay with the fact that she exploded his brain. He was a homophobic piece of shit. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it also... Go ahead, Adam. I'm also okay with, like, I don't care about Brad. I don't care that Brad died. I care that Sydney is the sort of person who has killed a person now. Sure. Yeah, I, and right. I think that's what we're meant to feel. I think that's how I think that's how Sydney's feeling. I think she obviously 
was deeply traumatized by that thing she did involuntarily. Sure. And is freaking out. Well, it's super and, traumatic for everyone there. And, yeah. like, it's, again, like, to some, like, in real life, does Brad deserve that? No, no one deserves that in real life. Uh, as far as the context of the show and, like, like Evan Colt said, he wasn't a real person. He's like a manifestation of stuff. He, he's the manifestation of conflict. Like, is it, can we thematically be okay with that is how Brad ended? Yeah, I think we can thematically be okay with that is how Brad ended. And the the promotional material really faked me out because he's in like all of the posters and stuff. I thought Brad was going to come around. Didn't fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His head yeah. exploded. His head exploded. It went real real big like yeah um i feel like there's a third moment that i'm thinking of but i can't really remember it maybe y'all can point it out to me where it really feels like and maybe this is why it feels so it it really did catch me like a little bit of a loop um it really feels like towards the end of the series sid is like gathering some control of her powers yeah, um, she uh she uh pops the lock off that she, box in the yes, basement. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. In the scene with with Stan, she kind of like is rattling her orange juice and is able to kind of just like with a hand like put o- put her hand over it and it like stops like as if she is trying to like communicate to Stan like I'm not kidding around right now. Like this is serious. She pops the locker doors behind um Brad, which feels like mine kind of just like a, a knee-jerk reaction to what to what brad is doing but then yet she pops the lock off of her father's uh like gun like ammo chest and it's like she's getting a control over these powers she's finally like getting a grasp on this and it's like that's not what she's trying to do she's trying to pursue these other avenues of her life that are like important to her and really like get this closure that she wants, but she's using her powers to do that almost like probably not even realizing it. And then which is like, why what happens with Brad is like, so like, Oh, like it's, it's, it it is, you know, it truly, it, it meta, it is so parallel to mental illness or, or even being queer of just like, you can feel like you've got a handle on this. But in the deepest, darkest moment, you know that you're going to like maybe not everybody. But for myself, I know that like I don't have control over the bullies who decided to like call make me feel like I couldn't come out because like the they would their their slurs would hurt worse if they were true or or like my mental illness and depression, knowing that like in those deepest moments, I'm going to lose control. And I just have to accept that like it is so Again, there's so many layers to this that we are going to like break down like just in in like the shower. I'm sure I'll just be like, holy fuck, this is what the show was saying. Like it's there's so much there that is going to, you know, eke out over the course of of the next couple months. Yeah, I I, I mean, the, the, the fact that it's involuntary on, on Sid's part, like that is, you know, something that, of course, cannot be separated from the situation. Sure. But like, like she says, as she's running away, like in her, in her, like in her monologue, like, I just wanted him to stop talking. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't want that. I just wanted him to stop talking. Like, you know, that's, it, it is that like, careful what you wish for kind of dynamic that she is like, but it's herself. Like it's her own 
powers. It's not like she, you know, wished on a monkey's paw or something like that. Like this is her own uh, battle that she is fighting. And that is, is, is a casualty in, in this battle now. And it's, it's yeah, the weight, the weight of it. Evan, I agree of like that. She has killed some, someone, um, like, I don't know. It, like, like going back to like moments where she intentionally tried to like use her powers to hurt a bolt, like uh, Liam's bully, like to see how it like manifests when she's re- when she really accomplishes that goal is just like it. It is. It is. It is scary. Like the show becomes very, very scary. Uh, episode six and seven. Um, and then ends with just like straight up horror gore. Like it's, it's, it is so impactful. And yeah. It slips into being a Stephen King novel somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's a lot. Like there's a bunch of kids from it are running around. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, granted, I guess that's maybe coloring my perception a little bit, but it really like, it's very evocative of Carrie, like that thing where she's running down the street in the bloody dress. And I've like, never that. seen Carrie. Okay. Guess I should. Yeah. Is it good? Uh it's worth watching. Okay. Um You know what yeah, else I is think... worth watching? I am not okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. And the hey, bonus uh, material on Patreon slash <laughs> WTM radio. <laughs> um, anyway. Much much like your your Brad um thoughts, like this is a show that I think I am going to like mentally return to a lot. And find the parallels between, uh, you know, queer teens and mental illness and 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 stigma, um, and and find a lot, a lot of of really, really, you know, deep, but also very in your face, very potent metaphors. Um, That's it, a good it's point. Also, it, there's it, a it's, lot of meat on these bones. There's so like I I I. I there, there, there are people out here listening who like really felt impacted by this show the same way that Alex and Addison were really impacted by Tuke and Birdie. And I would love to return to this, this show with somebody who like really like has, has, you know, spent the time piecing it out. Um, like, I mean, you mentioned it, like you mentioned like these kids run around like it, like it's Stephen King. It manages to be Stephen King and also like, just a goofy like teen romp at the like without it feeling like two different shows like it still is cohesive and it's like the fact that they were able to do like if all of a sudden everything sucks was like a homicide at the end that would be wild that we would be like what what did they like where were they going with this this show does not feel like that at all it is so earned it is so worked up to even though it is shocking and and like so so disturbing it, um, it plays the cards in the opening yeah it it regularly yep. reminds you that she is running through the streets in a dress covered in blood yep regularly it, oh it's so cocky and about it's it. still they, they, surprising they, well yeah. they had me i kept i am on record saying like oh, i think it's a fake out i think she's yeah. not really going to have gruesomely murdered someone uh boy howdy was i wrong but I, I agree with you, like, it's totally, it's totally earned. It's not like this, you know, is a, is a 180 in the direction of the show. It, over the course of seven 
teeny little baby episodes, it it ramped yeah. up to this. What pisses me off is like this show did more in seven fucking twenty two minute episodes than like Game of Thrones did in mm-hmm. eight seasons and however many billions of dollars Game of Thrones had. Millions, maybe. I don't I don't know what numbers are. Uh or like Zack Snyder got four and a half hours for a stupid Justice League version. Dumb shit. And like this this show does circles around that as far as like character development and mm-hmm. theme and like just fucking competent, likable characters. And superhero mythos. Like that yeah. is something that we're kind of dancing around, but like that is like integral to this show in a way that like in a way that is metaphorical to like the actual things that are going on, which is not a thing in Game of Thrones or Justice League. It's just it's it's this it's the text. There's no subtext. Yeah. It's the text. It's so weird referring to Sydney's powers as superhero powers, because even though very frequently in superhero media, we are told that being a, a superhero is hard and, and coming to understand these these things about yourself is traumatic and you you accidentally hurt people. And you, I've never bought it the way I do with I am not OK with this. I have never been and I don't like. In the abstract, I, I've always been like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So it sure would suck if you accidentally hurt somebody with the the powers you didn't understand that you had. But anyway, you're on you're on a superhero team now and things are going good for you and you have a phenomenal cosmic power. Yeah. So like, it's really not a convincing argument like, oh, my powers were so hard. But oh, boy, I'm I am feeling the trauma associated with these superpowers here. Yeah. So strongly that it does not feel in keeping with any other superhero media, even though theoretically they all have this element in them. This did what Chronicle really wanted to do. Uh, but, but better. And I liked Chronicle when it came out. I know no one else did, but I enjoyed it. This is, this is Chronicle, but way better. Also, if you haven't seen Chronicle, I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters, but it was a Michael B. Jordan movie and it's pretty good. I don't know. This is better, though. It's a thing that Greg Berlanti has talked about from time to time um, about, like, why are why are your superhero shows so successful? It's because, I, you know, I develop the characters and, and create these dynamics and then I add in superheroes. Um, th- and and. You know, I enjoy some of those shows for what they are. Greg Berlanti has never done anything like this. Um, and like, it, it really feels like someone was like, I'm right. I'm going to write a very intense kind of comedic. But for the most part, it's really like just moving, impactful, queer teen story and like about like suicide and mental illness. And then someone just like handed them a card was like, oh, but how about also superpowers? And they were like, okay, I guess I'll work that in. Like it, 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 it is an origin story. And it, like I said, it is like no origin story that I've ever seen. Um, this show kind of makes me mad because to some degree, like you hear people be like, 
oh, it's a superhero story, but it deconstructs the superhero mythos and is actually better than superhero stories. It's like, first of all, fuck off. Like, right. your thing isn't better because it deconstructs, like, the genre. There's no point deconstructing it if you don't have something to, to, say. to say about that. But, yeah. like, this does that. And it's yeah. fucking great. This is like a deconstruction of Spider-Man, but it's queer and with like a, a, a woman and it's fucking like raw as hell with like how it handles things like mental illness and queer identity and being in high school. But like, God damn, it's so good. It's so good. It makes me it's, mad. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's. It's and I, this is not me like patting myself on the back that I'm so insightful about TV, but it is so good that I'm having a hard time explaining what makes it so good. Like it's just it just hits every single note that it can. There is no part about this show where I look back and I'm like, uh, this is you know, I, I mentioned like Stan's dad last week, but like really that was like you know very 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 minimal and and didn't. And honestly, I was probably wrong. Um, it was just my own, like, you know, trauma. But it is there. There is no point at which they whiffed on this project. Every single time they took a swing, they hit it so, so hard. Sometimes you come across a piece of media that just like reminds you what it like what the thing can be like sometimes mm -hmm. you read a comic and you're just like oh fuck like yeah this is why i read comics like it can be this or like you see a movie and you're just like damn like movies can can do that and they can make me feel this way uh to to some degree this made me feel that about tv shows mm -hmm. but also superheroes like yeah. And again, like, I don't, I don't, like, this is a deconstruction in, in some very serious ways. Uh, I don't think Sid is going to get, like, a costume or anything like that. But, this like. Is, this is the only good superhero take in the last five years or so. Fuck the boys. Come at me, the boys. In, yeah. in live action. Yeah. Uh, I will, I will 100% agree to that uh, in live action. I'm kind of feeling that way right now with the Spider-Man PS4 game. Like, I really haven't played a good video game that really captured me since, like, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, and I'm really loving the Spider-Man game I'm playing right now. But, uh, yeah, this, this fucking slapped so hard. You should watch this show. You should watch this show. If you didn't listen to us and you're like, oh, oh I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the podcast, that? I'll watch it later. Uh, I literally wanted to, when, Evan, when you said like, oh, I'll be able to watch the, the last episode later. I literally wanted to be like, hey, just like turn on your video on your phone just so you can record audio and like record <laughs> your like reaction for the last like 10 minutes of episode seven. But I didn't want to like even even like hint that there might be something like this impactful at the end of it. I didn't want you to even be able to like see it coming. It, it did. Hit like, me. I so wish that me, someone Ronnie. was recording me saying like, what the fuck? No, are you, what the fuck? Who created this? Who's responsible? I want to follow their career. Yeah. I want to see what they're, what they do next. Like, how do you, how do you follow up 
I'm not okay with this. Well, that's that's an interesting thing that I think about even with a season two. And and I think it's honestly helped by the fact that there has been this much of a gap. But like episode one of season two is not compared to episode one of season one. It is compared to episode seven of season one. What do you do in episode one of season two to like any kind of like make sense of or even not that you're trying to top it, but like to to meet the moment of where this show ended. But yeah, like where you watch that episode and you're like, I, ideally, the creators thought they were getting a season two. What the fuck was their intentions to follow mm-hmm. up with that? Apparently, I, I only like saw this on Wikipedia like a minute ago, but apparently it was officially renewed for a second season. And the only reason the second season didn't happen is because of covid reasons. I also yeah. looked up like while we were talking, literally while we were recording the episode just now, I I was looking up the the book on Amazon. Uh, a lot of the top few reviews are one star reviews saying, "What the fuck? This is nothing like the show at all." I thought I was gonna figure out what happened. <laughs> um, so I I don't know. Maybe maybe the the book is like, uh spiritually the same but just the story is not the same i have no idea uh, spoilers sydney uh sydney kills herself in the book oh mm. uh so i don't think the show was uh intending to go in that direction mm. i yeah yeah i mean I don't think that that is like a a thing to do to like do that just for like story beats, but as far as something topping season one, um, I don't know. I mean, I trust. I trust. I will tell you. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Entwistle. He's the he's the creator of the show. Okay. Uh, I trust him. If what I else has he done? Literally, um, he was a producer on The End of the Fucking World, which is another like teen Netflix drama. Uh, two seasons on that one, so we would have to stretch a little bit. But um, yeah, basically that. And oh, he's a producer on uh, Willow. Oh, dope. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and and announce. I guess they're rebooting Power Rangers again for the screen, and he's again. the announced director for that. Again, again. I thought the last one was okay. Yeah, I, no, I actually liked the the last Power Rangers movie, even with the Krispy Kreme uh product placement. I <laughs> thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. A little bit silly, but like you know, in a fun way. My only. My only complaint, and this is a small complaint, is the main two Power Rangers problems were, like, pretty, pretty tame. Like, the girl was like, I used to be a bully. And the boy is like, I'm a teenager and I'm angry. And then the other three were like, I'm dealing with uh, the fact that I'm on the autism spectrum and, like, navigating a world that doesn't really understand that or want to. And he's black. The, yeah, the autistic and, and, yeah. character is black. Uh, I'm 
queer and my family can't handle it. And my mom is is terminally ill and I'm the only one taking care of her. And it was like three of those problems are not comparable to the two ones that are mainly being focused on. And these things are not like the Mm -hmm. others. And I feel like the movie wants me to like feel like they're on par with each other and they're they're really not. But other than that, really solid, really good. There were some big robot dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Love that. And they're a team. Mm -hmm. Love teams. I also love that uh, actress who played uh, Rita Repulsor. Uh, the, the I, I forget what the actress's name is, but I love her. She's Elis- great. Elizabeth Ma- Elis- No, I'm mixing my actresses there. Not um, important. Not related to the show. We don't- she's <laughs> Effie Trinket from The Hunger yes. Games. Yes, she is. Love her. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what the fuck? What even the fuck? Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Thank yes. You. Elizabeth yes. Banks. Um, We're flailing a bit because the show's really good. And it's kind of hard to talk about. I cannot come up with a single thing that I'm like mad about. I cannot come up with a single nitpick. There's, there's, there's nothing. There's, we have not, I don't think we've, we've had like a legitimate like gripe section the entire time we've covered this show. I think to some degree you could say that Brad, Chad, Brad, 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 Brad giving the speech at homecoming. There's no way the administration would let him like go on that speech. Uh, I don't I know. Po- I would I posit that he, he 100% could have done that in my high school. Yeah. If yeah. he yeah. was rich, white and the star of the football team. Um, Punching uh, Stan in the face might have ended ended it right away. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that might have been the step too far, but like it 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 fully works in the context of the show. And uh, I think he could have one hundred percent at my school have gotten away with uh, everything up to punching Stan, and then maybe some teachers might have started walking towards him. Yeah, it, which could have been happening out of frame. Even that, like, even that is not like the point. Of no, it's not the point of the scene. Yeah. Absolutely, I yeah. understand you're yeah. like digging desperately no, I, for a thing. I, I, I'm thing. saying that's a nitpick, but even I can like explain it, like no right. prize it away, and it it works perfectly still. The show's fucking great. So, I, I I'm not even going to attempt to rack my brain to find something that didn't work. <laughs> the moment in the car with Stan and the girl he ends up asking to oh, homecoming instead so of Sydney, funny. where she lays out the weed to death pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Of what, what the gateway drugs lead to. Just, MDMA was, and then huffing gasoline. And it was, <laughs> oh, it was so exact, like perfect of just like, it is a good question of like, oh, well, it comes. I've never. I've I've heard that weed is a gateway drug my whole life, and I've never been like, well, what's then what then what then what? And this girl was like, nope, I am, I am. Listen, a dare to resist drugs and alcohol. Her youth pastor prepared her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, I was it, I was watching that this morning with Kim or yesterday morning. No, this morning with Kim, and we were like busting up when when Stan is like, "Here's hoping." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stan rule. Stan had Stan, me. Stan like is is talking to Sydney. Um, like has this whole like c- confrontation with her. Walks to another table talks to another girl that maybe he's had conversation with, but really we, we just know that Stan is kind of an outcast who doesn't really have a whole lot of like friends. And it's like Stan is like the person he is and can still go over and talk to somebody with zero social anxiety. Stan's got superpowers. Stan is the one who is like unbelievably uh, gifted. I loved uh, that scene where like Stan kind of confronts Sid about like, kind of taking him for granted and and really not being a very good friend to him. And he's like, okay, so we're not going and you're not going to be mad if I go with someone else. And Sid is kind of a dick and is like, no, I want like, please leave me alone. He's like, okay. And like goes over and like gets himself a date. His date turns out to suck and is not a very good fit for him. Um, And like he and Sid, like, have another like kind of more honest talk about where things are at and, and whatnot. And uh yeah, it like it I don't know, it's it it's good communication. They talk through their shit and Stan is great. Stan there was is... maybe being a bit presumptuous as well, you know, with yeah. not understanding Sid's uh problems, but a good fucking show it's so good we gotta we gotta make like a uh like a pin board like a hall of fame mm-hmm. of like our you know top 10 shows top 10 shows should have ended or uh that that shouldn't have ended so soon it's, i mean this will definitely be up there but yeah uh, to compete with all the other lists that are just terrible show, terrible show, terrible show. Yeah, yeah. And someone just go- someone just googles what are what are good one season shows and just rehashes it clearly mm-hmm, and didn't actually mm-hmm. watch them like we do. Like we do the work out here. Yeah, we're not just internet meme mongers. We're not just also we're not just out here complaining about shit. Right. We actually want to like the shit in spite of how I act sometimes. I do want to like it. I swear. <laughs> it there again there's so much the when when dina is asking like what the truth is about why they stole the tape like i'm in that moment like just tell dina you could tell Dina. like you could trust you're in love with dina tell dina you told stan and stan somebody you basically met like a week ago like you can trust dina and then I what understand happens. why she feels like she can't trust Dina, though, because Dina was dating Brad and Brad yeah. was awful and Dina right. clearly made a mistake and has realized that she made a mistake. But anyway, yeah. But then can you can you imagine Dina's Dina reacts when when it all happens that like, oh, my God, like this person that like I really liked and was like in a sexual relationship with not a week ago just exploded in front of me. And like she has no idea that it could possibly have been Sydney, like yeah. that. That makes that. What scene is the so takeaway from that dance? If you're the principal, yeah, it's not, what do you do? It's not like cops can investigate that without, like it's 
there there was a that's, bit that's going to become like an urban legend. As, yes, as I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> as Sydney was running down the street and there were like cop cars in the distance, I was like, "What? What? What are they going to do to her?" The I mean, she was further yeah. from Brad than most of the people in that room, and uh, also. There's no murder weapon. There's no. If, there's no evidence. There's no. There was no physical contact. Like that. If I've learned one thing from you're wrong about, it's that everything uh, bad in America in the last like thirty years can all be traced back to Ronald Reagan. If I've learned a second thing from you're wrong about, it's that cops can't solve regular crimes. Yeah, they can't. Cops are really grossly incompetent. Patently bad at solving crimes. Yeah. What are they going to do about psychic head explosion? Yeah, I, that was um, that was drifting around in my head for the last several minutes of the episode. I was like, how what it, what if the cops catch her? What what are they going to ask? What are the, what is the line of questioning going to be like? Did you did you psychically explode that boy's head with your brain powers, with your Matilda powers? What? Which is almost what I was thinking, like when Brad started reading out of the journal. It's Holy like, shit. This is Matilda. Yeah, this is Dark uh, yeah. Matilda. I'm sorry, Ronnie. This just no, you're blew my good. mind. Like Brad, continue. Uh, <laughs> it, it it like struck me like when like of course when Brad gets up there and we know that like he's going to like spill some shit. It's like oh this is awful. This is so bad. But like Sydney is an outcast. Sydney is not like a big popular person that everyone likes. That she's like trying to hold on to a reputation by any means. Like Brad says. She thinks she has superpowers. Like, I I understand why she would want that not to be, like, verbalized. But, like, that was the worst he could do. He's not going to mm-hmm. sit there and say, like, and she's got superpowers. Like, mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, so you're crazy then? Like, it's well- it's... It's if you're in high school, though, the worst thing that could happen if you're struggling with like mental illness or if you're struggling with your queer identity would be the most popular person at school making fun of you in front of everyone about it while holding your diary. Right. Yeah. And like that's also like clearly it's not really the content of what he was saying that mattered. It's the fact that he was deliberately humiliating Sydney in front of everyone. And she had this involuntary reaction of like making his head explode. So also, I agree. There's nothing that like they would have done. And even like the, the thing about her being a lesbian, I don't think, I don't think the practical like consequences of that would have really been all that bad for Sydney. But what was bad was that Brad was, Deliberately humiliating her in front of everyone right. while she, on a night when for what seemed like the first time in a while, she was actually having a good time and things were going OK for her. I think what what even like strikes me more is that, like, no matter what Sydney did to Brad short of exploding his head, this is a continuation of abuse that Brad yeah. would engage in of like, this is the worst day of her life. And it's only going to get worse because Brad still has this information on her and still knows her deepest, darkest secret, like the episode is called. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse, which then, like we talked to earlier, leads to the fact that while we are uncomfortable with Brad, it dying 
it is what needed to happen. Like, also, Brad would not have faced any consequences. Right. Yeah, for yeah. that behavior at all. Brad could have read the entire diary out while holding the mic and would not have gotten any consequences. He may have gotten a slap on the wrist for punching out Stan, but even that I feel like would not have been anything substantial because when you're Brad, at least in high school, you don't get consequences. It. Don't explode people's head, kids, if you're listening with your mind powers, but just, you know, like, I know maybe this is like goes without saying and maybe this is like trite, but imagine like imagine this show if Sydney just like pops the lights and like it like things go weird. And then like on Monday, we end up in the principal's office, like doing conflict resolution. This single very, very big moment, but this one moment completely changes the course of the show. Like, it, like of course, we don't have the course of the show. It, it's gone. But, like, this, this could very easily continue as just a high school drama basic origin story. Without like, that moment, yeah. Without that moment, and and... But and it wouldn't be weird like we it would have been like, oh, we called that like we knew that was going to be kind of like a fake out. But it doesn't go there and it still doesn't feel like it's shock value or it's like, you know, just doing it for like, you know, because we could kind of thing. It is it is like so. I can't even wrap my mind around it. This is what I meant when I said I felt like this show was just about to pop off. Yeah. Yeah. If, like, Saved by the Bell ended with Zack using his time powers of a god, because Zack has magic time powers. Right. To, like, murder Skeeter? Was that his, the, the weird no, little kid? The, the weird little Screech. guy? Screech. Screech, yeah, to just explode Screech's head because Zack is a god and how dare Screech, you know, dare to call upon him. Season two, you're like, shit, Saved by the Bell, it can't go back to school. Right. Like, like Zach can't go back to school. He exploded Screech. Like, <laughs> this, is. this show, what is this show now? I don't know. I want to find yeah. out. I, I, I want to I wanna know. I, I want to know what Shadow Magneto meant by let's begin. That's ominous as fuck. You going to explode some more heads? That's dope. Maybe that, I mean, it's that, bad. Maybe I shouldn't want to see that, but I kind of do. That in itself is like your your me- again. I, I we at some point we need to end this episode, yeah. and like the the thoughts are not going to stop appearing in my head. So we'll just have to like pull the plug and discuss it some other time. Bonus but content. Like, bonus content. <laughs> but like patreon.com slash where my radio. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 fir- like you said the first thing that that Sid hears is let's begin. It's not like an admonishment from murdering someone with these powers. It's not like like a like a what are you doing here? It's not like anything other than like let's let's work on this. Like let's let's take the next like like you just killed somebody. 
with your powers that you have and no control. Now over. we're gonna begin. Now, now that you have yeah, killed let's, someone. L- now let's get working on it. Like let's, Shadow let's Magneto said, you are wearing more of Brad than you are anything else. <laughs> let's start with that. This is it's a good place to start. L- you killed somebody. Let's take this to the next level. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. what? What a banger of an ending. Oh man, this <sighs> show rules. I think we have to cap it oh, there. Wait, yeah. one more thing. Nope. Go you ahead. You can put it before. <laughs> but this show does getting ready montages better than any show I've ever seen. I yeah. just like it's just a, I, I've brought it up in other episodes, but like getting ready for the dance was a great like getting ready montage. Mm-hmm. And this show's very good at that and I appreciate it. And if we got season two and Sid is like I don't know, a super powered mercenary. I would want to see her getting ready montage as she's like putting on tactical gear and like getting ready to hunt Jeff Bezos for sport or something. I mean, that's how I see, that's how I have to see season two opening up is like the, her getting ready montage shooting like, up in like the middle of like the woods and just like kind of stalking around with her eyes closed and all of a sudden just like. We we see like a bunch of people at a boardroom table and then they all just drop to the ground and she just kind of, you know, wipes the sweat off her face and walks away. And I'm contrasting like, that with where Stan is and with where Dina yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal, still dealing with trauma and dealing yeah. with like this tragic thing that happened at their high school, but like still have like like the same thing that we're learning from the pandemic of just like yeah if the world fucking ends you still gotta clock in the next day and and you know collect your meager restitution like things aren't gonna stop you're still gonna take standardized tests you know two weeks from now like it's gotta keep on moving stan's dad's still gonna be an alcoholic asshole and and uh you know everything else is still gonna gonna happen same as normal oh it's 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 a good show. It's a really good show. What's um, next? Uh, that that's that's up to you, Andy. What what is what is next? I have a pick. It's a weird pick. Yeah, I'm and sure I'm, <laughs> we can handle it. I guess. I, I, I've been my last couple picks. I feel like I've kind of been like out there. Yeah. You know, I had what like Young Hercules, and then which was a like million goddamn episodes, and then I had uh the the vacation. Uh, which was our, two our, seasons. I will ha- I will hop in and say our, our good friends over at Trans Arts of the Day very much want us to like drag out Young Hercules for longer than we want. <laughs> this to. is not this is not a challenge I'm posing to Trans Artists of the Day specifically, but Let's I do watch think the episodes. <laughs> I no, I was just about to say I do think we should make uh, do the rest of Young Hercules a Patreon goal. You have to pay us to suffer for that. Yeah. We will uh, we will let you know on the Twitters what we're doing for our next show. Uh, it's Andy's pick, and we're it's it's, it's going to be good. We're going to find something. <laughs> this, the choice was potentially controversial, so we're going to talk it out <laughs> off mic. Uh, we we will we will uh, figure it all out, present it to y'all the listeners, and uh, and we're excited to to keep on keeping on as our like second official show. Um, as 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 Patreon havers, Patreon having podcasts. <laughs> it's a coming of age story, tale as old as time.
like I said, we will definitely be talking about this more. Um, it might end up being on our Patreon. And if you want to learn more about our Patreon, you can head to uh, patreon.com slash you can head to patreon.com slash WTM radio. That is where they may radio. We are uh, partnered up with Force Friends Rewatch, delivering you that good, good bonus content. Good, good newsletter. Good, good uh, bonus pods. What's that, Evan? I said pet pictures. Pet pictures. Can't forget about those good, good kitty cats and chickens. Um, uh, you can find all of that. Like I said, patreon.com slash WTM radio. You can follow us at pending pod on Twitter. You can follow us at pending pod on Facebook. You can follow us at ending pending on Instagram. Send us an email pending pod at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon donors. And thank you to you listening. Cause this, I, I, I hope that, Again, that you watch this show or that you are watching, listening to this after you like paused it to go watch the show. Um, and, and if not, then like go watch the show now and and you'll know to take our our word seriously next time. We're not joking around about these shows. Andy, what, what do we say at the end of these episodes? Let us begin. Oh, that's such a good new sign-off line. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm stopping. Where they may radio.